here, uh, those of you who are visiting, uh, I met a, met a couple of you. Uh, we're thankful that you're here, uh, and we're praying for safe travel as you leave. I hope everyone has had a great Thanksgiving week. Uh, we have. We, uh, we, we got through the, the Thanksgiving with the in-laws and uh, all of that good stuff that everyone loves. That we're alive. Yeah. Um, everybody has a different Thanksgiving tradition. I I like hearing about those because everyone is so different. Uh, for us growing up, my uh, my mom is from from Tennessee, uh, about an hour west of Nashville, and she's actually from White Bluff. And so every Thanksgiving week, about I think we got out of school on Wednesday, and and mom most of the time took us. Because I haven't asked dad, but I think given the choice, he would probably rather slam his hand in a car door as to travel. Uh, <laughs> But mom would load us up, the three kids, and we would make what seemed like a 15-hour journey. I think as an adult, it takes like seven. Uh, but uh, mom's giving me the look like, no way. There's no way you can do that. Uh, but we would load up in, in our 1986 Chevy Suburban. And to understand what we were going through, we did not have electronics kids. Uh, most of our kids are gone and would use them. Uh, Austin I don't know. Um, so this is an eternity of being with your siblings in a car. It was terrible. I hope you I hope you've never been there, but you probably have. And now as an adult, I, I think about traveling the same way. I'm like, no way. My sister lives in Corpus Christi. And she wants us to come down there like, there, you know, Janet, will you fly us? <laughs> I interviewed, uh, I don't know why I'm going off on this tangent. I interviewed down near uh, uh, Houston in Conroe. And we took both boys from Searcy down to Conroe. We had to stop in Texas, Canada. Uh, just to, both boys were sick. The worst trip I have ever been on. And we had to stop in Texarkana just so we could suction Logan out and just, just quarrel. I don't know that any of our trips to Tennessee were that bad, but I, I just remember those trips and I remember the excitement I had because we were going to go see my granny. Uh, we called her Tennessee Granny. If I have to explain that any further. But it was my granny. We were going to see her. So are probably... Uh, twice a year, maybe. But we were going for our Thanksgiving and our Christmas time together. And I remember loading up, and I remember uh, usually we would leave really early in the morning because that's the smart thing to do with kids. Uh, but uh, the long drive, and uh, the when are we going to get there? And that seemed to last forever. We always stopped in Memphis for whatever reason uh, to go to the bathroom, get gas, whatever. And I remember as we got closer, seeing things I recognize, seeing things I remember. And as we got to the exit in Dixon, where I knew we were close, we were within like 20 minutes at that point. And I just remember that excitement, and, and to this day, I think I could still walk in my grandmother's house, in my granny's house, and smell that smell, and it take me back. You been there? You get to granny's house, and there's, there's always, she was always cooking her uh, to me, it was famous chili, and she was always cooking some some chocolate fudge. And I just, I'm telling you, you should have it. That's what y'all do. Okay, okay, amen. 
appreciate that. But it, it, it's just crazy to think about uh, all the times that we had there. To go there and to smell that. And you're instantly, all those memories that you've had in that place come back to you. Uh, there would be, uh, there were going to be, was going to be a, a game of touch football that undoubtedly turned violent every year. <laughs> I remember one of my cousins got by me on a play, and I caught up to him, but it was, you know, it's like the guy's running into the end zone and, and the guy tackled. There's no chance anything happens that he scored. I remember I, I touched my cousin extra hard, and he stepped in a ditch at the same time. Ooh. And that ended our game that year. But so many things flood back to me when I think about that Thanksgiving holiday and all of our Thanksgiving traditions. I know many of you have, have very different ones. Uh, all the things that even throughout the year that you will do uh, with people that you love. And those things you will never forget. I don't know if I've ever been, I've been to many churches, I don't know if I've ever been to a, a church that has both a squirrel camp and a fish camp. People that do things. Never, never been there before. But I can imagine the, the special times that are had in places like that. Things you love. I was looking for you, Rick. There you go. Rick's a squirrel kid cat. I don't see the fish kid cat. So I may talk about it later. But just thinking about those special times in our lives, thinking about those special people and those experiences in our lives, isn't that easy to do? To think back to those people. Uh, the Apostle Paul does this in his letters. He remembers people. Uh, he, will, he will say several times throughout his letter, he, he will say, I give thanks for you constantly. Or he'll say, I thank God always when I remember you. That's easy to do, right? It's easy as you, as you think about a place, you think about people, to thank God for those times. In Romans 16, Benjamin talked about Romans 16 oh, a few months ago. And in Romans 16, Paul really goes into it. I didn't put it on the screen. Uh, we'll get to that scripture in a minute. But Romans 16, Paul says, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a deacon of the church in, in Century. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of his people and to give her any help she may need from you. She has been the benefactor of many people. Including me. And then he says, Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are faithful to them. He says, Greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my dear friend, Ephesus, who was the first convert of Christ in the province of Asia. Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. Greet Andronicus and Junia, my fellow Jews who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. Greet Ampelatus, my dear friend in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our co-worker in Christ, and my dear friend, Stockus. I think if you have a dear friend named Stockus, you probably give him a nickname. Uh, the ball goes on and on for me. Paul keeps mentioning these people. And we can kind of, uh, Benjamin mentioned a sermon to you when he talked about Romans 16 that really kind of adds some, some reality, some experience behind this. But can you imagine what is going through Paul's mind as he's talking about people who have supported him financially, have helped his mission. Thinking about people who have been in prison with him. Think you grow close to somebody about being in prison with them? 
Thinking about people who have just been there, the first convert in Asia. Thinking about all the ways that he was connected to this people, these people. Why do you think it's important for Paul to bring all these people up? Isn't there something powerful about connection and experience, especially those that are shared? Uh, I mentioned Wednesday night, if you were here, all 30 of you. Um, Mike Reese is coming to terms with the fact that he was related to me. I knew it. I went to church in Texarkana at Walnut with Jimmy. And so I knew, yes, bless my heart. I knew that my dad was I didn't say anything. But he's calling me cuz, so you were all going to find out eventually. But thinking about those people, and all Mike had to do was say, Do you know Ike Whiteman? I didn't know him, but I knew his name. That's our connection. Connection point for both Mike and I. Of someone I didn't even know, but that, that gives some background to us. And so that's the same way that, that Paul is, is recalling these people, naming each one, and, and, and just mentioning a short little blurb about the way that they have impacted his life or, or their life, the people to whom writing, he's writing this letter. But I think about this, and I think about all the churches I've been involved in. Growing up in Dirks, going to Fayetteville, going to a couple of churches there, uh, going to Texarkana, Searcy, all the churches I went to there, preaching at Falcon, Arkansas, and at Glenwood, interviewing at several places, filling in several times. And as I think about those times and those places, I remember people. I remember people that impacted my life. Uh, some people that probably never knew the impact of my life. Uh, I remember, as I told Wednesday night, a, a little lady over at Falcon that uh, she was in her 90s and just a beautiful singer. And I can remember her. And I, re I remember people from Dirks as I was growing up and, and really small. Maybe they passed away early in my life. But I can remember being with them and the interaction that we had. You ever think about just being in the same room and singing with one of your loved ones that has passed? Just being able to hear their voice singing again? I just love, love that thought. But I can hear Travis Watson leading singing. I can hear Miss Lorraine singing beside me the week before she passed. So many things come to my mind because I know these people. We've had experiences together, we've, we've been together, we have, we have done life together. And so, so many emotions, so many thoughts come to my mind when I think of these things. So the scripture we have on, on the screen in front of you from John 17. After Jesus said this, he looked toward heaven and prayed. Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son that your son may glorify you. For you granted him authority over all the people that he might give eternal life to all those you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, in Jesus Christ whom you have seen. 
I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. Hopefully you picked up on this because I think it's, uh, it's the point of this, this section of Scripture. In verse 3, when Jesus says, Now this is eternal life. This is it. That they know you, the only true God, in Jesus Christ whom you have seen. That is eternal life. How do you know God? How do you know God? Because I don't think knowing God is ever just about head knowledge. I think to know God, you must understand God's will and you must participate with Him. What would you say? How would you answer that question? How do we know God? Because I don't think knowing that we should take care of those who are homeless and hungry is the same thing as standing in front of a homeless man or woman and giving them food or drink. It's not the same. You don't get the same experience out of that. I don't think sitting in our class out here on marriage and learning how to be married is the same as going home and really living out. There's a difference. We can say we want to grow closer to our brothers and sisters, but if we don't get actively involved, do we really know each other? If I refuse to be in a small group or if I refuse to be around the rest of you, can we really grow together? Though you may tell me some of these stuff about you. Jesus, I think, was an example in all that he did. And Jesus seemed to speak less about prayer than he did go out and pray. Does that make sense? Many times in Scripture, as, as even, even people were pressing in on Jesus, showing faith in Jesus to heal them, Scripture would tell us Jesus would go out and pray. Jesus was a living embodiment of going out and getting your hands dirty. Going out, getting involved, doing what you need to do. Because I don't think we have all of these experiences that we talked about. Uh, it's just a, just kind of a, an example of, of, of all of our traditions and going to be with family or friends or whoever that may be. If all I did today was, was tell you, and I did tell you my Thanksgiving, that really doesn't give you connection. You weren't there. You didn't play football. You didn't get fouled by me shooting a three. You didn't have that experience. I did. And that experience, that participation, is what helps us grow. I'm closer to those people who I had those experiences with. I... I'm adopted. If you didn't know that, I was adopted. Uh, should have been by birth. The, the lady that wanted to give me to my mom and dad uh, was on vacation. 
and wanted her, wanted them to wait until she got back from vacation so they could give me to them. That's got to be a long week, right? But I am adopted. Those are my parents. That's mom and dad. I have had the privilege as a, an adopted child to meet uh, my biological parents, both of them. Uh, to meet several siblings on, on both sides. And I would love to tell you that um, we had some kind of connection. But we didn't. Meeting my, my biological mother and father was almost like meeting that cousin at the family reunion. Uh, come here. You know you're related to them. That's your cousin. Oh, okay. We have no connection. We have no experiences. We don't, we don't know one another. Because we haven't interacted. Now, I, I don't want to sound uh, ungrateful because I am very grateful for what my parents did for me. Uh, actually, what my biological mother did for me, uh, she knew that I needed to be uh, put up for adoption because she had already had two and she was 20. And she knew it wasn't a good situation. So uh, they didn't have much money. So she told my father that I died. And he didn't know. So she could give me up for adoption. And so I am very grateful that that happened. Because all the experiences that I have mentioned from my life today was because of that. And I'm thankful to her for doing that. My dad, uh, my biological father was so laid back, I think maybe that's where I get it from. I don't know. I don't know if it worked that way. But it took him like two days after I talked to him. Uh, he said, you know, I, I had a son, but he, he died at birth. And I got to say to him at like 27 years old, I'm healed. But it took him like two days, and, and, and I talked to him again, and he said, you know what? She made the right decision. I thought, good grief. This guy's laid back. <laughs> but as grateful as I, I was to them, just meeting them was just meeting, just like meeting a complete stranger. You have nothing in common with that you don't, there's just no history. There's mom and dad. I told my mom when I, when I started looking for my parents, I said, listen, I am not trying to replace you guys. I have my parents. I don't need anything else, and I meant it. It was out of curiosity, it was out of uh, family medical stuff. But mom and dad are the ones who raised me. They're the ones I have memories of. Mom is the one who drove me on those long trips to Tennessee. Dad is the one who put braces on me and laughed as I said, It hurt! <laughs> Which, by the way, my sister's now an orthopedic surgeon and she got to give him some shots in his knees. My mom said he <laughs> But dad, both, both my sister and my dad are very intellectual. And his mom said he came back the next day. He said, you know what? I was thinking about that. That didn't hurt. That was just pressure. Mm. <laughs> oh, you wouldn't believe the joy we got out of that. I wasn't even there. I know I'm not making a point about experiences, but I, I lived that. I wasn't there. 
But I just want you to think about that. The way you get to know someone, the way you experience someone, it, it's all by being there, by being involved, by doing the things uh, that you know you need to do. You can sit here today and you can tell me, I know that baptism is important. I know I should do that one day. I know where uh, Scripture says that we should do it. I know all of these things. But it's not the same. It's not the same as standing in front of these brothers and sisters this morning and saying, I confess Jesus is Lord. It's not the same as getting back here and getting in what looks like a tarp. Uh, I don't know. Man, those are ugly. The giving in whatever we have and standing before everyone and being immersed. Standing up cold, needing a towel, coming down front afterwards and getting greeted, getting hugged, getting affirmed by all these people. It's not the same as you do. I don't know about you guys, but I remember the very night. I was baptized. I was scared to death. I didn't want to be in front of people. I waited until after a Sunday night service. Uh, actually, Travis Watson was there. Now, Travis was doing leading singing. I thought, you know what? After everybody clears out, I'll, I'll do this. And I asked James McCray to baptize me, and there was just a handful of people. But I remember everything about it. I remember the nerves leading up to it. I remember everything. That's what I want for you. I want you to know God. I want you to live God. To experience the prayer. To experience the time with, 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 with your brothers and sisters here growing together. Things that have shaped, have shaped my life completely. And as we think about one another, and most of us here aren't blood related. And I think about all those people that I've mentioned this morning. I think about all those people in different churches that I want to see again. That may not have an ounce of blood related to one another. But we are joined together by the only blood that matters. We are joined together by the greatest sacrifice that history has ever seen. And that's what I want for each of you. To have that hope. To have that trust. To have that belief. And to have that longing for eternity. And we'll actually be with it. Eternity is, eternal life is this. Knowing God and knowing Jesus. I just asked you this morning, do you know God? Is that your life experience? Knowing God. If you have any need, we're going to ask you to come. We're going to sing a song. We would love for this to be your morning. For this to be your experience. To stand in front of everyone and say, I believe in Jesus. I want to be baptized in His name. If you have anything, please stand.